Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Peter Gorl, and I'm your guest host for this evening's show. You can read more about this show at journeytosuccessradio.com. My current job, I'm Senior Vice President of Client Experiences with TechBlocks, a company that's designed to help organizations of all size prepare themselves for the digital world. An example of what we do is build self-serve portals that empower our clients' customers, allowing them access to information they'd ordinarily struggle to get through the traditional channels, such as call centers. Our very special guest this evening is none other than Dr. Dorothy Adamiak. Hello, everyone. What was that? Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hello. Dr. (laughs) D, as she's known to her friends and patients, is a licensed naturopathic doctor. She's an author, a speaker, and a lecturer. She has nearly 20 years of clinical success treating diabetes, cardiovascular pathologies, and chronic inflammation. Besides holding a doctorate in naturopathic medicine, she also holds postdoctorate specialties in acupuncture, classical homeopathy, homeotoxicology, oh, that's a hard one, and bioregulatory <laughs> medicine. <laughs> Dr. D uh, lives and practices in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Thank Dr. you, Peter, D, very much. You oh. did an excellent job. I'm glad to be with you. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Now, I mean, you know, I can, I, you know, there are people obviously in the audience that I guess there's some believers and non-believers in alternate medicine. The reality is, you really are a doctor because I know for a fact that you still have to study that pre-med. And then you still do a, a what is it, a four-year degree yeah. in, in naturopathic, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right, Peter. You know what, it's glad that you have mentioned that. Um, you told me before, or maybe I grabbed it from uh, Mr. Google, that you have people and listeners from about 3,000 different countries. Correct. So we cannot assume that naturopathic medicine is the same everywhere. And, um, you know, a lot people and a lot of people in the states and uh, europe and in different parts of the world they do believe that natural medicine or naturopathic medicine is close to witchcraft or shamanism and in many uh, countries are this is where uh, naturopathic medicine or natural medicine is not regulated it's enough to pick up a flower look at it and yeah i'm going to heal you of everything but in different parts of the globe like here in ontario we have a very regulated and strict uh, professional rules. In fact, uh, naturopathic medicine is mirroring education of the medical doctors. And we have extremely high privileges here. We can diagnose and treat, write prescription, do blood work. We can do gynecologic exams, intravenous acupuncture, you name it. Yeah. And yeah, it, you're absolutely right, Peter, that we are primary healthcare physicians here in Ontario and many different places. But the lesson for every single uh, listener who is out here is that do not assume that natural path, naturopathic medicine is whatever it is in their countries or in their places, because it might be different depending on what it, what's the meaning in a specific country for the specific person. Yes, yeah, and, I, and and the reason I ra- it's obvious that you probably to yourself, but the reason I raise that question is for you to 
I wanted some clarification because I know that there's yeah. a, there's always a lot of naysayers. Contro- yeah, it's a lot of controversies and a lot of people bickering like, it is right, it is wrong, it's yeah. valid, it's not. So it yeah. all depends where you're coming from, right? What's the, yeah. what's the meaning behind the, the name? Now, uh, uh, Doctor D, uh, did you always want to work in this space? I mean, you know, what 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 attracted you to this? No, 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 completely. I was an absolutely normal child with no aspiration whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised and um, brought up in Poland, and my mom only has eight grades, and my father is a surveyor, so there's not much hope for me. And uh, I was just absolutely normal until I was four years old, and then the uh, major viral infection struck me, and I ended up in the uh, Polish equivalent of the uh, Sick Hits Hospitals. I ended up with having a transfusion, and you know, you name it, after several months in there, I was no longer kind of normal. I was retarded. I had a floppy head. Nobody wanted me. So my mom, she was into nutrition, Whatever she knew, she brought me up on homemade broths and raw eggs and carrots and oh, you name it. And uh, she brought me back up. And then um, I kept on having these infections, bacterial infections, sore throats, antibiotics. You know, I got to know the pharmacist very well and the medical doctor was my best friend too. But it was going on and on. And then as a younger female, I ended up having even worse problems. PCOS, for, for females who know it, it's polycystic ovary syndrome, uh, a, a pro- female problem, constipation, varicose veins, you name it. The varicose veins were like, when I was 17, I was, oh my goodness, I looked like an old lady already. And wow. chronic fatigue. And it was chronic fatigue. But I didn't know anything about it. It was just normal, you know, living in the normal family in the in the uh, not that very rich country where people are just going day by day. You don't know you're just meant not to have a chance in life, right? Yeah. So yeah. at that time, we Poland was going through a very tough economic um, issue um, time. And uh, one day I packed up the bags, ended up in Italy. Fast forward, uh, one, in, one and a half years later, I ended up in Canada. Uh, only then, only then when I ended up in Canada, I realized that I am kind of like off a little bit when it comes to productivity and energy. Here, people had jobs, families, they entertained themselves, uh, they, they had goals, and I somehow, I, 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 I didn't. So I ended up in, uh, with uh, quite a few medical doctors that they looked at me, you know how you do it, you do the blood work, uh, you know, how are you, and everything. So every one of them said, hey, you're fine, the blood work is fine, you're normal. And somebody suggested that maybe on the, uh, I'll go on antidepressants. And I thought, oh, my God, this is not good. So I started research, go on, go on, and fast forward, and I ended up uh, becoming a doctor myself. Wow. Yeah, that is an incredible story, uh, you know, uh, and there always is. I find that there mm-hmm. generally is. There's, there's always something. I, I just had a need. You know, nobody could do it. So I said, I'm going to do it myself. So I there did. you go. So now, you, that actually is a very bold statement. You know, like, I, I'm, here I am growing up. I'm sick. <laughs> nobody can help me. I better become a doctor so I can fix myself, right? Well, there was no hope for me. My parents already said so from the get-go. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Now, okay, that, that, that leads me to, um, obviously, and I'm sure the audience is thinking the most obvious question. Okay, Dr. D, did you actually discover something to help yourself? Well, I went through the process of the naturopathic medicine. It did help me, but I am a little bit ashamed to say that I didn't cure myself at that time at all. Oh. You know, it took me at least five years to realize that my initial enthusiasm when I came out from school and I wanted, I want to fix everybody. I want to fix myself. This is the protocol for chronic fatigue. This is the protocol for blood pressure. This is the protocol for diabetes. Now let's do it. And you know, the longer you live, the longer you realize that uh, it sounds good on the paper, but when it hits the reality, it's not so. So I had a major disappointment with this that, the doctor should know everything. You know, I thought when I become a doctor, I'll know. 
and it, it didn't work out that way. It, only many years later, when I tried to put together things like uh, different, that's why I ended up um, going into homeopathy, psychology, detoxification, this and that. They put mm-hmm. everything together, and then you know what? One thing became clear for me. All these protocols, all these pills that have been given, they they are helpful, but they are yeah. helpful only for a very short time. You know how you take the blood pressure pill? It's yeah. only good until the next day. But True. the same thing with vitamin C, whether it's natural or, or not. You take yeah. the vitamin C, and as long as you take it, it's good. It's working. If you stop right. taking, it's not working. So one thing became very, very clear to me. Health is a skill. It's not a pill. You just have to know what bugs you. I was going to ask you about that because I, I read that quote. That's that's directly from you too, right? Yes, it is mine. I was going to say, boy, oh boy, that is that is quite a statement. It's it's outstanding. It I I got to tell you though, mm-hmm. I do admire your ambition. You know, even as a young person, like thinking, I want to fix the world. I want to fix everybody, right? As mm-hmm. well as my. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very admirable, and and I think most successful people that that you read about and that you ever hear about, you know that it's never been an easy path. It's mm-hmm. all there's always been obstacles and there's always been adversities to overcome in order to put themselves in a more advantageous position. So you sound like you've been through it. You know, I I. I think that what helped me is my being very naive. When I was coming from Poland, I thought I'm going to, oh, my God, if I do this, then this is what's going to happen. And I was absolutely convinced, and I was so naive that I, I really went through all that grueling things just to realize that actually that's helpful, but it's not everything. And if I knew ahead of time how much work it is, I don't know. I don't know if I managed to do it again because yeah. when I ended up in university, I was not 19. No, I was close to 30. Oh, right? wow. So it, it took some time. It, I, it was a very hard decision for me because it wasn't it, – I wanted to do any shortcuts. And, you know, knowing that I am kind of aging and a lot of people are already past university, uh, and to me, as an incomer to Canada, you have to write TOEFL and, you know, the proficiency, language profici- proficiency test. Right. And uh, it takes time. It takes a year and then, then another year. And then, then and I said, I don't have time for this. So you know what? I was bold enough. I ended up in York University. And mm-hmm. they said, we can, I, I'm sorry, but you have to write TOEFL, the exam for proficiency of English. I said, do you understand what I'm saying to you? And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said, that's good enough, isn't it? <laughs> it was a, a little bit longer discussion, but they yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so it saved me a year, you know. So this is how I tried, and, and I tried to say, don't take more than one course because you don't know what it is. It's I took five all at the same time. It's because I was extremely pressed for time yeah. because of the time that I have lost back in Poland. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm telling you, uh, just uh, just judging from uh, um, you know your your presence here, uh, yeah. you sound like you've got a, a really good bedside manner, and uh, and I I think there are people that's out what, there that, who would what, rather have an upfront conversation with their doctor today than a lot of mumbo-jumbo. So uh, uh, kudos to you for uh, just your openness to even talk about uh, the things that have affected you and how you've yeah. come up through, uh, you know, come up through uh, the, sure. the ailments, sure. you know. Sure. And, and you know, the lessons that I have through all that, these question marks that I had through many years that I was going through, uh, there's so many lessons that I have learned. I want to actually share it with uh, your listeners. So if if you allow me two minutes, maybe I'll go over it. Oh, what I would totally... absolutely love that, and I I know that uh, that we've got listeners intrigued now at this point, and uh, just probably sitting at the edge of their seat waiting for the next thing you have to say. Yeah, because you see, the whole thing is. It's about productivity and realization you can be better than, than you are. When I realized that when I came to Canada and I realized, oh, my God, how far behind I am, this was my motto. This is, this is when I realized I, I, I want to move forward. I just want to catch up at least to an average, right? And right. In, with that momentum, I just went like a, a torpedo. 
And I'll tell you, when it comes to health, it's the same thing because I needed to upturn all, like a soil, uh, upside down, everything that I learned and uh, uh, experienced and remove and detoxify myself from the understanding of what should be versus what I can do. And I realized the thing, nothing is random. You know, you go from a doctor to a doctor, nobody knows, it's genetic, da-da-da. But right. nothing, absolutely nothing is random. You know, I realized that my low energy um, uh, had causes, and my low energy was absolutely flat. My first job in Canada, I was a waitress, part-time. Not because wow. it was not because there wasn't any jobs and they didn't want me full time. No, it's because I couldn't handle full time. I I had it three times a week. I think five or six hours shift, and that was enough to wipe me off. But you know, I had to persevere. I I had to do it. Eighteen hours a day. Uh, Eighteen hours in a day. I was sleeping, and all I did is wake up, eat a can of beans, go to work, come back, eat a can of beans, sleep. Oh and that, that, that was my that was my life. So until and and a medical doctor when I go to a medical doctor said we don't know we cannot find out all your blood work is fine. So I decided to look for causes and that led me to areas like okay maybe nutrition has something to do with that maybe mm. stress maybe there is environmental pollution how is my microcirculation how is my acid alkaline balance what about inflammation do we have any. Do I have any antioxidants? How about microbes? Microbes in the gut, microbes outside the gut. There's so many causes that are not generally addressed. And the minute I addressed it, I realized how much more there is. I'll tell you an example. I had just recently a a very simple example. A a woman came with a low thyroid. And low thyroid is an epidemic. It's called hypothyroid. And, you know, all women in the... 40s or 50s, they start having low tire. Nobody knows what and what, why mm-hmm. and how. And it's not saying that that woman represented the totality, but she comes in and she said she's on L-troxin. It's a, it's a pill that replaces the missing thyroid hormone in the body. Right. Uh, but she wanted to kind of get off. So I said, okay, let's check what, how the thyroid, whether at least thyroid has enough nutrients to go by. So we did hair analysis. And the hair analysis will show you minerals, different minerals in the body, whether you have calcium, magnesium, selenium, etc. Yeah. And it turned out, turned out that she was completely low in selenium, completely low, like non-existent. And wow. thyroid cannot work without selenium. That just cannot work. It won't work. It's like you don't put the fuel in the car, you don't drive. That's it. Right, right, that. right, right. So you know, you put the put the pill. Actually, that was a necessary pill for her, and that that was that was the story of low thyroid. I love how you've you've taken the. I like how you take this almost a forensic approach to evaluating your client. She didn't die. She did. Of course, she didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> but the you know the reality, like you dig down deep in place, you know, and take and take a look at. Maybe maybe at the at the thing that's not the most obvious. Maybe that's maybe that's what's unique about your uh, your specialty. I don't you know. know. I'm a, I'm a lay person talking to you. Yeah, I, but I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely intrigued by all of this. You know, the one thing that really hit me yeah. is you're talking about health and productivity in the same yeah. in the same sentence. Yes, and and it's something that I deal with every day. Yep, yeah. on a on a on a business perspective, you know, when I think about productivity, I think about businesses that want certain things from people. Uh, however, in order we know that in order to get good productivity, there has to be a condition, mm-hmm. and that condition has to be progressive and it has to be healthy. And it's interesting that I find uh, I'd love for you to talk about how you see the relevance of health and productivity in mm-hmm. uh, in your uh, in your practice. Well, even for myself because this is how I ended, ended up. It's for me there was no life or job. I couldn't have a, a job better than just part-time waitressing if right. I didn't fix my health. That was just simple like that. But uh after the uh, first first degree, it was actually business. 
um, I was quite interested in productivity in uh, offices uh, for health. And it turns out, for example, people who have got migraines, they won't tell you, you know, but their productivity goes down by about 38% when they have a migraine just because they don't think straight. So people don't realize how much health affects productivity because they are accustomed to the state they are in. But if they do know how to check their own health, they will realize then whether they are in a ballpark below or above. Wow. No, that's fantastic. Now, you're an author, and mm-hmm. I understand uh, that, uh, what, maybe just a couple of days ago, you've actually uh, published a book on this very subject of blood that, pressure and productivity. Yes. Tell us yes. about that. That was, a, this is a book totally about productivity, but I have disguised it as a book on blood pressure. Clever, huh? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the title, and I, I titled it The Ultimate Guide to Low and Fluctuating Blood Pressure. And it will look to uh, whoever is looking at the front cover that it's a very small niche book. Like yes. somebody who has got low and fluctuating blood pressure. The yes. thing is that it's completely not. This is a productivity book. Now, uh, when you think that um, anybody, anybody who has a heart, I mean physical pump, who has a heart must have blood pressure. True? Right. Right. And do you know that blood pressure is never steady? If you keep on checking your blood pressure and it's always the same, oh ho. That's a problem, right? That's a problem. <laughs> Go to hospital right now. <laughs> so the blood pressure fluctuates all the time. But depending how it fluctuates, it can give you productive or unproductive time. Just think about it. Yes. That blood pressure is a medium for oxygen because red blood cells carry oxygen, right? And the oxygen mm. is that what makes you energy. So depending how your blood pressure fluctuates, you will feel on top of the world or you're going to lie flat. But if you don't know what your blood pressure is doing on a minute-to-minute basis, how are you going to fix it? Wow. So you're suggesting in a sense, because I know I go in, you know, I I visited uh, Shoppers Drug Mart and they have the machines where you actually, you know, you stick your arm in Mm -hmm. and anybody can go get a reading. But I usually see that it's the older generation that are doing mm-hmm. that. I don't see young people doing that. Exactly. Are you suggesting that this is something we should all oh, do? Oh, I, you know what? Because of my journey towards my own state right now, and people are asking me, you had chronic fatigue? What? But because of that journey, I realized that this is exactly the topic, that blood pressure and underlying how you feel is completely undiagnosed. This is completely new. I have dubbed into a completely new era of testing for health and how you feel. For now, everybody tests and uses the blood pressure monitor only to check hypertension, which is high blood pressure. Right. But that's not it. I will show the reader how you can read, how you can use blood pressure monitor as a health uh, um, measuring tool. So you can check it at specific time of the day, let's say when you're tired, when you are having sex, when you're eating, after you just slept, and watch what's happening in your blood pressure because your blood pressure will tell you about various different areas of your body, not only the heart, also nervous system, and even can tell you if there is any diabetes coming through, right? So there are a lot of things that you can really tell by checking the blood pressure not because you're afraid of high blood pressure, but because you really want to be healthy. Interesting. So, in a sense, you, your your book helps the reader uh, and and it uh, guides them through some activities. And obviously, I, I'm hoping maybe some solutions better about themselves. Totally. Uh, well, I, I have a few examples. You want to know how you... Yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be great. Actually, give us a couple of ideas, a couple of images, if you can. Create a couple of images in sure, our minds. Sure, sure. Okay. To, uh, what to look for and then, and, and then how, to, uh, 
how to how to repair ourselves sure. or at least how to remedy ourselves at touch. Okay. So let's say somebody who has never checked the blood pressure goes in and checks it at the different times of the day and and looks and there is a top, bottom, and the third number. So so for those who have never seen um blood pressure monitor, there are always two numbers, the one that is on the very top and it says this is the maximum pressure. There is the bottom, which is the minimum pressure, and there's a third one that nobody looks at, and it's a heart rate. Okay. So when you're checking it, and let's say, okay, right now I'm going to put the blood pressure monitor, my blood pressure cuff on myself and check it out. And the normal blood pressure, which is being said to be normal, it's 120 over 80. Okay. Okay? And let's say I don't see 120. I see 160. What does Hmm. this mean? How does this affect productivity? Well, when this happens, and that happens frequently, that means somebody is extremely nervous, and the nervous system cannot, does not catch up with uh, the physiolo- uh, physiology, which means you will be forgetful, uh, unfocused, you will be mumbling, fumbling, forgetting, you'll be shaking, you'll be losing things, and you'll be dropping things on the floor. Wow. This, so w- when you check it and when you realize you have frequently elevated blood pressure during stress, you have to do something about your stress because your body doesn't handle it, and that really affects you. Yes. So and, well, yeah. when you are in a stressful state, your blood, your, the, the max goes up, the max number is inclined to go up? Is that what? Be, see, the better you handle stress, the less it goes up. I so, see. you see, you can set up, if you are an employer, you can set up the test during the interview and pick up the one that can be a firefighter in the middle of the interview, he will not raise the blood pressure by one point. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm, not, example, sure, I'm yeah. not sure that that would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> a practice that uh, I sure. see many people taking sure. on, but they, they're probably thinking about it, the fact that you've raised it now, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but th- there are many different things. For example, if you have... Um, the top is high and the bottom is low, let's say 160 and the bottom is 60, there's a big gap between, and that's consistent every time you check it, it's always like that. What does this mean? Well, this is frequently related to uh, cholesterol blocking arteries. Uh So you can test ahead of time without angiogram, uh, without being subject to invasive procedures to actually check yourself whether there is a problem. And how does this affect productivity? Well, if your brain is clogged up, you're not thinking straight. And if your bottom parts are not, they are clogged up, your wife will tell you very shortly. Yeah, So when it comes to productivity at work or at home, you don't want to see these weird numbers. So you want to know how the blood pressure should fluctuate at specific times, how it should behave. And if you see some uh, early warning signs, just fix it, you know. For me, it was it was so simple. To me, my problem with productivity was that my uh, blood pressure was constantly low and not in, not was not going up. Yeah. You know how did I fix it? I was looking for causes. What were my causes? You know, every mm. everybody will have different causes, but they have to first find what what is it that they have if they have problems with blood pressure, and when I realized what was behind it, I have about seven or eight points that I have to remember about, and I practically added five productive hours to my day every day. That was just a simple, that was incredible. My day looked like that for a long, long time. I come back home, three o'clock, I am flat, low, I am just so indisposed, I sleep for two, three hours, then right. I wake up days, and I can't do anything. Hmm. And that was for many years until I discovered. So here are a few tricks, and some people who feel kind of low in the afternoon or maybe throughout the day, yep. maybe they'll pick up these tips from me. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean it doesn't work for you. It just means it just you didn't discover your causes. Number yep. one, yep. hydration. My brain doesn't work on dry. It's My brain is super sensitive uh, sensitive if i don't hydrate you can even hear me slurring not being able to pronounce in fact i went 
uh, when I was back in Poland, I went to a psychologist uh, and asked what's wrong with my speech. I thought there was a problem with my speech. It was I was in- incoherent. But mm. only later, years later, I realized it's just a lack of hydration. So you've got to drink more water. Absolutely. Drinking more, more water, and uh, for me, best is not just plain water. It's coconut water. It, uh, it does ah, tremendous okay. things on brain. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's incredible. Well, you know, that I think that um, for any of those that, uh, and I am uh, um, a believer in uh, a good physical health, mm-hmm. and... Um, and I know that you know the people around me that in that in that particular area uh, all suggest you know like drink lots of water you know maybe eight 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 uh, glasses a day if you have to and it, because it it helps so many other natural uh-huh. things to take place in your body right Peter I have to correct you a little bit okay you're Not welcome to everyone. do that you Absolutely you are after no. all the doctor. Uh- <laughs> I know it's a prevalent uh, view that one should hydrate, but uh, there is a group, a special group of people uh, that is especially pertinent to this. Uh, these are young women. They are very health-oriented, typically vegetarians uh, that make healthy decisions. They don't eat junk. They drink a lot of water. They go exercise, and they don't feel good. They have low energy, they are very anxious, they can't sleep. Why? Because they do drink too much water for the amount of salt that they need. And the second point that I want to make is that you Mm. cannot just drink plain water if you don't follow with salt. If you, for example, have low blood pressure, and that's related to productivity, and no doctor will tell you you have low blood pressure, absolutely none. Everybody is focused on high blood pressure. And at the doctor, you're always excited, so that blood pressure usually goes up. So who is going to discover that you have a productivity issue due to low blood pressure? Nobody. So yeah. I have tons of these young women, health-oriented, that they drink tons of water. They pee it out as soon as they drink it in. They right. say, what, what's happening? As soon as I drink it, I go to the bathroom. Well, this is what happens because you don't have enough salt. So I, I for example, have to eat a lot of salt. So bacon is my friend, you know. And uh, that, uh, a lot of people are, they think salt is bad, but not for everyone. So you just have to really know how your physiology is. And these young women, if they will add a little bit of extra salt to to their water or to their food, like eggs and salt, they will do so much better. And that helped me a lot. One thing, one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, I hear you, and you drilled it home, uh, um, really, really well with me here, is that no two people are alike. It's, it's obvious that you know that my physiology is not the same as the next person, and what's good for me isn't necessarily good. Yeah, There's no such thing as a, um, a mass medical silver bullet solution to anything you do have to really take a look at yourself is what you're suggesting you're so right? much right you you're so much right you know when i was going through these protocols in the school we always treat diseases but if you treat diseases you prescribe everything the same thing to the same to people with the same diseases but again it's you have to treat people uh, one it's more water for the other one is less water more salt, less salt, you know, this supplement, that, and then everything, everybody can really get better. So, Dr. D, D, does your book help people kind of discover the type of uh, potentially or at least guide them toward the the type of physiology that they are, or or, or is that not possible? Oh, totally. It's, it's, It's extremely easily written book. It's not book for cardiologists. It is book for an average Joe, for okay. everybody. Okay? Uh, and it's a very easy three-evening read. And what it does, it asks you to have a blood pressure monitor and check it at different times. And then whatever you discover, and there are a few tests that you need to do. You have to do it at a specific time. You have to do it at, uh, in a specific position. And then compare your results to what it should be. And then... If it doesn't, then this is what the cause is, and this is the protocol and a bunch of tips and how you do it. And many people 
can discover a tremendous uh, gaps in their health and very easy way to fix it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Could I ask you what your personal thoughts are on nutrition and, and health? The nutrition, as a naturopath, we receive quite a bit of uh, core nutrition in, in our training, and nutrition is a really mainstay of what I do. Okay. It is completely, it, it is the base of health. However, nutrition is so controversial because everybody is popping pills and they think it's nutrition, and that's not it. And uh, it's not about also following a specific diet. I think the, the key to nutrition is to pick and choose um, food that is the least processed because at that moment we have it, um, the, the most nutrients are there and the least garbage is there. And uh, throughout my entire practice, I realized it's not about whether you eat carrot or you eat broccoli or dates are good for that. It's not about that. It's about whether your food is full nutrients, full nu- uh, like organic or not, and whether it's processed or not, big t- times. For example, and I have to tell you this because a lot of people asking questions, so bacon is good, bacon is not good, how's the meat, meat is bad. You know, right. WHO just right now said the processed meat is bad, so everybody is shunning meat and everybody becomes vegetarian, is it good? Well, it's again about processing. There's something called AGE, advanced uh, glycation molecules. These are molecules that will, uh, they are not processed by our bodies, and they are attaching themselves to organs, arteries. They just plug up. They they create like a dirty old sewage in our bodies. Interesting. And these AGEs are being, they have been tested. So every food has specific AGE. And for example, avocado has uh, 1,400 AGEs in um, 100 grams. This is just an example. And then bacon has 20,000 AGEs, Ooh. right? But, but, but raw beef has 700 AGEs, which means half of the avocado. You see, it's not about the meat at all. It's about whether this meat is processed or not, because meat is extremely sensitive to heat. If you leave it raw, it is less toxic than vegetables and fruits. If mm. you start heating it up, immediately it becomes toxic and creates these AGs. Yeah. So it's not at all about being a vegetarian and plant-based diet is better for you. Not at all. It's right. about eating quality food and as close to unprocessed state as possible. Interesting. I was actually, I, I, I don't know where, I, I think I probably came across it on the Internet because I was, you know, I'm on the Internet quite a bit as from a research perspective. And I was actually quite amazed when they, when they said, that they that they actually named various fr- uh, foods and and said cooked or not cooked it was better or or good for you and tomatoes apparently are better when they're cooked versus mm-hmm. not cooked and true true that's so true. many there were so many um, yes. so many uh, that uh, conflicted with what I thought right yes I, that's true that's I, true. I, so I, I think that the audience probably is major confused about what yeah. you know what really is the value in being a vegan yeah. over a normal meat eating person yeah. i mean i'm a meat eater i'll mm-hmm. be honest mm-hmm. i do like my steaks medium rare mm-hmm. yeah. i like them on the under undercooked basis right. maybe yeah. that's uh you know maybe the, may, maybe something inside me is telling me that that's much better for me and mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe that my, that my own preference but there are people who can't stand the idea of eating a, a rare steak, for instance. I, I have a very, very unusual thing for you right now. Um, since you're talking about meat, uh, adrenals. Uh, adrenals is, is a gland, and that this is part of meat. This is nobody eats it. It is really the, it's not tasty at all. Right. It's not sold. It's given to animal to animal feeds, and it's just it's just not edible. No human wants it. But when I was a, a post-hospital vegetable. That's what I had a cravings for. My mom, because we were on food stamps at that time, my mom was extremely happy because we couldn't get meat. So I was eating scraps, and I was doing well on them. And mm-hmm. guess what? Today, one of the best ways to bring person up from a really major stress is to give them glandulars of um, adrenals. 
you know, adrenal glandulars are not really available in Canada. Health Canada has taken it away a few years back. But this is what we used to do when we had the opportunity to to have it greatly. So this is a, like an animal extract. It really gives strength. Um, I'm not trying to promote one diet over the other. I am a meat eater myself. I'm another vegetarian, although I was vegetarian, being persuaded by nutritionists through my career. So yeah. I know how it feels. But no, in my practice, I see that people who eat variety of the diet, like uh, various diet, do the best. Yes, yes. Well, I, I you know what? You sound uh, you sound like you're uh, speaking for both sides of the equation because, and I think it, spe- mm-hmm. it definitely supports the fact that you know you you there is no one such you know singular uh, no. remedy for anyone. No, you have to evaluate the individual yeah. patient by patient, try and understand their physiology if I'm getting it correct, and, uh, and yeah. trying to understand what it would, what it what what's needed in their system in order in order to remedy yeah. their current state. But Peter, I don't want people to go to doctors, okay, just yeah. to get diagnosis. It's not like that. I want them to know where they stand. Yeah. So I give them the tools and the skills so they can figure out themselves because the, the minute you get the diagnosis from the doctor, you're already off the health cliff. You're a ditch down because right yeah. now current system is not health-oriented, it's disease-oriented. So until you have a disease, it's like a binary code. If you have a one, you have a disease. If you're zero, you're healthy. But no, it's the health is continuum. It's from from you're perfectly healthy to then you're not so well, to your average health, your poor health, and then you have a disease. So when your medical doctor tells you you have a disease, that means that you have gone through all these stages already. So with my book and my approach, I try to help people get these tools in their own hands so they can test it rather than wait until it's late. Right. Now, I would imagine, and, I'm not, that, and I don't want to be too presumptuous here, is that, you know, you likely have conversations like this with people every day, and I would still think there are some people that look at you sideways when you say some of the things that you say because yeah. it sounds yeah. controversial, right? Oh, totally. You see, my current husband, he said he after seven years, he, he admitted, you know what, the things that you said to me first, they sounded wacko. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's totally into it. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, well, I wasn't actually thinking that, but, you know, the reality is there yeah. are people, yeah, but the, I'm guaranteeing people there are people in yeah. our audience even right this minute saying, you know what, I've had enough of this. She's a quack yeah. or something yeah. like that, right? Absolutely, <laughs> I, I do, I do, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but you are so, I can tell, you are uh, such a believer. You you speak with confidence on this. You obviously have um, experienced a, a personal life-changing uh, event through the through this kind of evolution that you had of yourself from being ill and looking for alternative medicines and alternative uh, resources to get better, so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm not suggesting that you know that that everyone's going to like stand up and you know and and uh, drink your Kool Aid, but uh, the reality is uh, uh, you're living proof of uh, of. Uh, you know what you what you profess. No, what so. you can do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. First is the awareness where you stand, then yeah. the awareness where you can be, and yeah. then you have to have a plan. And by plan, I mean know what's going on, have information, yeah. have the facts before you even move forward. Yeah. Well, I tell you, the one thing that you know, I always look for nuggets in every conversation, and the one nugget that that I pull out of this conversation with you, uh, Doctor D, is I love the health and productivity equation i'm uh, that i'm all about that because mm-hmm. i think that that is meaningful to a person whether you're in business or whether it's just in trying to enjoy life trying to just get on in the world right so i i i, I really really like uh, um you know your uh, your conversation around that particular topic now uh, 
where is your book? I mean, how can people actually get a get a hold of a copy of this book? Maybe you'd let us know. Sure. The the book is on Amazon. It has two versions. One is a Kindle version, which is just the text, and the other one is interactive. And by interactive, I mean I really put an effort into my video clips explaining how certain things have to be done. And uh, there are about 17 different fridge charts, which means you can download and put it on a fridge, and they will guide you through certain things, how to eat and which foods, etc. And uh, there are about nine, I believe, nine links to health tools, uh, like which, for example, blood pressure monitor you want to have if you don't have. And there's also few links for further reading that leads to my blog. So Amazon.com will have it, and uh, Kindle will have also uh, another version. But Kindle doesn't have the interactive. It's only the paper uh, paperback version that does. Uh, the interactive sounds really interesting in the fact that there's, you know, there, there's something to get involved in. And I think uh, I know I can tell you from my own personal experience because uh, I work in digitization and uh, digital transformation is that user experience is everything. So if you can get your if you can get your audience interacting with you, then it's uh, uh, you know it's it's far superior. It's so much personal, so much yeah. more personal. You at least see the face who this person is moving. And yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. I don't, I don't, in my clips, I don't wear white, white coat. I actually don't wear white coat ever. <laughs> and somebody will ask me, I said, Dad, do you think I'm going to be a better doctor and write better prescription if I put my coat on? Yeah. You know, so I like it very friendly and uh, being down to earth. Yeah. Now, I, I guess there's times where you do prescribe medicine, right? Yes. That are that 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 be classified as traditional. Yes. Right. So, uh, is your practice a, a combination of both, or do you do you look to help your patients first okay. with the alternative uh, efforts, or how do you? How is yeah. your? What's your okay. approach? For every patient, I have to have a good feel what I can do with them. So it means if I can do a lot, I set up a trap for them. First, I send them on a journey for self-discovery. They have to write journal uh, what they eat, and uh, we go from there. Once they demonstrate that they can actually, because about 80% of the problems stem from poor eating or poor timing of eating or who knows what else. I have to discover that. And if they show me that they have some kind of a commitment, I come in with my magic uh, wand, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it that it, I didn't. <laughs> so, okay. so combination of the patient understanding and taking initiative, and me uh, doing some magic and potion and thing, it works wonderful. But that's a, that's the core uh, cooperation between two. It's never like you come and I give you something and off you go. This is if you want this, this is I'm not for you. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow! I, I develop perfect relationship with patients, and yes. that's already visible on uh, on the first um, uh, visit. If they come back, yeah, we are in. If they don't oh. come back, means uh huh, they don't want me because I have a different approach. They cannot handle it. Yeah, this is such an intriguing topic. I think I, I like you've got me uh, hooked. I'm uh, I could probably sit around and talk with you all night about this, but I just caught the. I just caught the clock on the wall that says. We, oh yeah, no, we can't been, go. We've been uh, we've been running along here and yeah. uh, for a while, and uh, but be, I don't just want to uh, let you go uh, uh, at this time. What I'd like to hear from you is because uh, I know that our audience probably want to hear more about you and uh, and maybe even talk to you directly. So, if you could take just the next minute or so sure. and let us know how to get in touch with you. Where to find you? Uh, you know your 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 contact information online, etc. And that would be fantastic. Sure. Um, my blog and my clinic are under the same name, except one has a .com and one has a .ca, and it goes like that. Dr. It's an abbreviation from a doctor. D. Abbreviation of a Dorothy, which is my first name. So right. D R D naturopath and now you have to know how to spell naturopath if you do know bonus <laughs> <laughs> so 
so drdnaturopath.com for a blog, drdnaturopath.ca for the clinic, and from then you decide what you want to do. I we are also uh, we have a Facebook page which are very personal and my clinical uh, approaches as well as my nutritional approaches, uh, personal photos, etc. And the live you think L I V E face you think U T H I N G. Right. Uh, that's the Facebook page, and why you think? Because you think, uh, and you think from being younger. Because I do believe really strongly that the good health uh, gives you good looks for a long time. That's amazing, Doctor D. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, um, extremely interesting topic. Like I said, uh, that probably are still some non-believers out there, but maybe if they take the time and, uh, and take a look at your book, uh, who knows? Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll convert some more people today. Yeah, I would love to spend another three hours with you this evening, <laughs> but I have a feeling my husband will say, not another man in another evening. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> well, uh, I, I thank you for the time uh, that you've taken this evening. And... Uh, and I look forward to uh, further conversation with you. Uh, oh, wonderful. And thank, thank you for hosting me. It was an absolute pleasure. And I seldom have funny conversations like that. Believe me, when patients come in, they just want to be heard. That's Finally, good. I have an opportunity to say something. There you go. Yeah, because <laughs> a do- uh, traditionally, a doctor is a good listener, right? That's right. Yeah. All Thanks right. a Thanks lot. Again. Have yourself a good night. Okay. And we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All the best. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at TomTooTall.com for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.